We are going to the book of St. John, John's Gospel, chapter 6. We're going to be reading, begin reading verse 5, and we're going to read down from 5 to verse 13, a for, for very familiar passage of Scripture, beginning at verse 5 down through verse 13. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company coming to him, he said unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Hallelujah. He, he was testing Philip. He was just putting him through a test. Hallelujah. Brother Bobby, uh, as that old building on Meridian Street was burning, God already knew what he was going to do. He tested us. We went through a time of testing. Let's go ahead and uh, continue uh, reading. Verse 7, Philip answered him, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said unto him, There is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in number about, about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed it to the disciples and the disciples to them that, uh, that were set down. And likewise of the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, uh, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets and the fragments of, of the five barley loss which remained over above until them uh, that had eaten. I want to focus on verse 12. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, <clears throat> Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Look at your neighbor and say, God does not want nothing lost. <laughs> Fathers, we come today, we thank you and we praise you, God, for the privilege to be in your house one more time. Thank you, God, for what we felt in our worship. I pray right now, God, that you will take us through this part of the service. Anoint me, God, to speak what you have given today. Help us, God, to encourage us through your word. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen, amen and Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to speak to you today on a subject titled, What Has Happened to the Fragments? What has happened to the fragments? As I sit down and open my Bible and begin to contemplate what I would be speaking about today. I begin to pray and uh, try to search the mind of the Spirit. And this jumped out at me strongly. Uh, I feel this is on the heart and mind of God. I feel like this ties in together with 
what I've been preaching here lately, trying to get the church perfected for the rapture. Because I believe it's right around the corner. Uh, what has happened to the fragments? Hallelujah. The feeding of the 5,000 is a very familiar event in the life of Jesus Christ. There is not a doubt, no doubt, that a notable miracle was performed by, by Christ on that day. Uh, the actual number of people that was fed is not actually known. Because the number 5,000 are the men that were there. The women and children were fed, but they was not included in the count. Uh, and if you give a very conservative estimate, it could very well have been easily 7,500, 8,000, maybe 10,000. Because it was men, and this same, this same scripture uh, in, in, in another uh, one of the other Gospels comes out and says, besides the women and children. So the 5,000 men was, uh, 5,000 was just the men, not everybody that was fed with this small amount, amen, of food. Now as we go back to revisit the event of that day, my primary focus will be on one verse and one word in that verse. And that word is fragments. Hallelujah. When I, I have never, to my recollection, haven't, I'll put it that way, I don't ever remember looking up the word fragment from the King James Bible in the Strong's to get the original Greek word. Don't believe I ever have. But I, I felt impressed to dig down in that word fragment. And when I looked this word up in the Greek original wording, it led me to the phrase, broken pieces. Broken pieces. There were broken pieces left lying around everywhere after this meal had transpired. Now think about that. They were out in a huge grassy field. Jesus had, a, had the disciples to set everybody down. And uh, again, in one of the other Gospels, if I'm not mistaken, it said they actually sat down in groups of 50. And, and there was much grass. And as Jesus blessed that, and he began to pass it out, he gave it to the disciples, and then the disciples passed it out. After it was over, there was broken pieces fragments laying around everywhere hallelujah laying around enough to fill 12 baskets full just of fragments now there's a lot of different ways that this message can be preached the 12 baskets has a meaning there but we're not going to be dealing with that today. I'm not going to be dealing with anything else because God has put upon my heart to tell you, let you know that God is concerned about fragments. God is concerned about broken pieces. Church, it's time that we focus on the fragments. Come on, somebody. Sometimes we focus on the one that's here. But what about the one that's not here? Yeah. Hallelujah. 
we get up and uh, and we talk about we appreciate this one and this one being here. Amen. But what about the empty pews? Hallelujah. Because sometimes it can be so easy to get involved with what we're doing that we, we forget sometimes that part of our body is not here. Hallelujah. In the church today, well, let me reword that. Let me change that. I should say out of the church today, everywhere you go, there are fragments, broken pieces that were left behind. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't care where I go. And I get to, and I meet somebody and I get to talking to somebody uh, and I can't tell you how many times as the conversation goes and they find out that uh, that that I attend an apostolic church I can't tell you how many times that I have met uh, a total stranger and uh, when I mention that I can see a tear wall up in their eye and say oh I used to go to one of them at one time in my life I, I know what you're talking about. I was raised. I was raised as one of them. What are they today? They're just a fragment scattered left on the ground that people forgot to pick up. Hallelujah, somebody. I'm preaching. You need to follow me here now. God's concerned about fragments. The disciples... The disciples were fixing to get up and leave the fragments and go on away. And Jesus stopped them. He says, gather up the fragments. Gather up the broken pieces. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, God has blessed a lot of people today to the point and place that they're able to bless the children. And every parent wants their child to have have more than than they had. And that's noble, that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm going to tell you something. Parents who hand everything to children and grandchildren, they are doing more harm than good. Because that child and that grandchild needs to learn the responsibility to get out and earn something for themselves. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We got people in their 20s today still home mooching on mama and daddy. I'm going to tell you what they'd get around my house. They'd get the boot. Hallelujah. That may sound harsh and cruel, but it's a true fact. Amen. If you hand a child everything and you don't give them an opportunity to teach them responsibility, I'm going to tell you something. You appreciate something more that you worked and earned than what you appreciate that's just handed to you. What is the truth anyhow? Glory to God. When you've had to work and you've had to sweat Amen, amen, to do something and get something, it makes you want to take care of it. Hallelujah. Amen. When we was, uh, when we was going over to FAC on Sunday afternoon, amen, uh, it seemed like there for, there for a while, amen, uh, uh, the pastor would meet me and ask me about what happened here, what happened there, because... You know, I'd see them going around, you know, picking up paper and doing this and everything. I mean, they just had got in that new building. And uh, they were concerned about it. 
And listen, it was a struggle for them to be able to do what they did. And you know, and you know what? I find myself right now doing the same thing about this place. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to take care of it. Because it's something that this church never has had long before I come along. Never has had anything this nice. And it makes me want to take care of it. Those disciples and all of those people who ate that day, amen, had something given to them. And so because it was given to them, they all was ready to walk up and just leave it to the birds or whatever. Jesus says, hold on just a minute. Gather up the fragments. Why? He said, because I don't want anything lost. Oh, my God is speaking to me. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Everywhere you go, there are fragments, broken pieces that are left behind. You know, I, I, I don't know. I believe it's the, uh, the Marine, uh, uh, the branch of the military service. I believe I'm, I'm right. To, who, who One of their models is no one left behind. No one left behind. Hallelujah. I'll be left behind myself if I have to to make sure my comrade goes out. Amen with me. Do you hear what I'm saying? No one left behind. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, let me ask you the question. Why do Christians leave some behind? Hallelujah. Why does the church leave some behind and don't take the time to pick up the fragments, to pick up the broken pieces that has been scattered? Why do we want to get up and move on while there's somebody still laying on the ground? Can anybody here hear what I'm preaching today? Oh, God. There are fragments as I look around, of past revivals. Revivals that have come through. And we've had some powerful revivals. And we've had some revivals where many lives have been changed. Many have been healed. We've had revivals, amen, to where we have baptized. Amen. I remember one of the first revivals that, that I had Amen. And came and preached for Brother Hale many years ago. Amen. And that one few nights, amen, man, it was a teardown. Amen. A revival. Amen. And we were wound up in that old horse trough, baptizing about 15 people in just a three-night revival. But you know what? In every revival we've always had, hallelujah, even though you might have a good number here that's responded to this and responded to this, dead, yet there's always some fragments, there's always some people, amen, who don't get what they need, amen, who go away empty handed, oh there's fragments, broken pieces amen, of lies who didn't get what they needed to make heaven their home and that ought to make us sad hallelujah glory God wants us to focus on the fragments. He wants us 
to focus on the broken pieces, the broken lives, fragments of past revivals. If you look around, there are some fragments of church splits. Churches that something went wrong, hallelujah, and because of whatever went wrong, people were left broken laying on the ground. Come on, somebody. There are people who is out of the church today who's basically our victim of a church split. Hallelujah. People at one time who was on fire for God, doing great things for God. Hallelujah. Amen. There was a casualty, and that casualty turned them into a fragment, turned them into a broken piece. Hallelujah. Away from God, out of the ark of safety. Amen. There are fragments. Amen of misunderstandings that has gone on in the church. Hallelujah. Amen. Every time that there is a misunderstanding about something, a lot of times, uh, amen, people will become fragmented and broken by that. And that list goes on and on and on. Hallelujah. Amen. But like the song that my wife sung, amen, so beautifully and anointed a while ago, I don't know about you, but I'm glad he didn't throw away the Hallelujah. I'm glad. Amen. He said take the time to pick up the broken pieces. Stop a minute. They know where we gotta, they know where we need to go more important than make sure we pick up the facts before we go. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. From the time that our church started up to this present time. Now understand, when I'm talking about fragments, I'm talking about broken pieces. And when I'm talking about broken pieces, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about people who once was a part of our assembly, but yet they're going to church somewhere else. They are not fragments. They're still involved in the kingdom of God. They moved on to, to somewhere else. God has, has led them somewhere else. Uh, uh, you know, they have been replanted or whatever. They're not a fragment. They're not a broken, broken piece. But I'm here to tell you, the broken, the fragments, amen, of our church alone, if we would gather, could be able some kind of way to reach out and pick them all up. I promise you, this building would not hold them. Hallelujah. I said, this church building would not hold them. Hallelujah. God is concerned over the fragments. And if God is concerned about the fragments, I think he expects me and you to be just as concerned about the fragments. Now, there's a couple things that I want to speak about this, what has happened to the fragments. Amen. The first thing I want to talk about is wounded by friends. Wounded by friends. Hallelujah. Amen. In the book of Zechariah, chapter 13 and verse 6, this is what it says. And one shall say unto him, What are these wounds in thy hands? Then he shall answer, Those which I 
was wounded in the house of my friends. I want to let you know that this verse of Scripture is a prophecy about Jesus Christ. It was a prophecy. The Bible says, He came to His own, and His own received Him not. Amen? This verse in in, in Zechariah, in the Old Testament, talked about Jesus being wounded in the house of His friends. What are these wounds in thy hand? You see, when he stood before Pilate, Pilate didn't want to crucify him. Pilate wanted to let him go. But yet, because of the um, of those who uh, turned him over to him was so intense, Jesus finally seen what Pilate was going through. And Jesus told Pilate, he says, They who have handed me over to you have committed the greater sin. Who handed him over to him? His friends. His own. Those he came to save. That is what Zechariah was referring to. Church, there have been many fragments left behind where no one took the time to gather broken pieces of wounded hearts and spirits which were shattered by friends, by family, members, by co-workers, and even by church folks. Come on now. Hallelujah. Fragments, broken pieces that were wounded in the house of their friends. What greater house of friends could there be than the house of God? Come on. Hallelujah. Wounded in a place they trusted and felt safe in. The house of their friends. Listen. There's going to be times that you're going to say things and you're going to speak certain ways that somebody is going to take it different than what you meant it. And you may offend somebody, not willingly and not knowingly, but ever so much they still whether not intended or not intended, they still become a fragment. They still become broken. Hallelujah. Now, let me ask you this. If someone gets offended, hallelujah, somebody gets hurt, whether or not it was intentional or not, shouldn't I care enough for the fragment, brother? To reach out. Amen. Hallelujah. That's what God wants from His church. That's what God wants from His people. Hallelujah. Amen. Being to reach out. Bend over. Pick up the pieces. Pick up the fragments. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, there is a ministry just in taking care of the fragments. Hallelujah. In the old church, we used, we used to have signs put up everywhere. The double motto of the full gospel church of Jesus Christ. 
that motto was one of it was renew renew reach out renew we we were concerned about the lost the sinners in the world and we should we do what we can do to reach that but we also be just, should be just as concerned about reaching out, amen, and helping to renew and to restore that one, amen, that's become fragmentized. Come, come on, somebody. Amen. That one, amen, who's, who's become a broken piece. That some kind of way, whatever the reason, whatever it may be, has been left behind when the crowd moves on because somebody overlooked. There is a young man that's on my school bus who has been on my bus uh, for about three years now. And uh, he comes from a very uh, broken and violent home. When When I first started carrying him between him and his brother, my bus seats 84 people, kids, and uh, him and his brother caused more trouble than 40 or 50 more. Always starting fights, always fighting, doing something, and uh, uh, it what it, it didn't take too long, you know, that every morning when I was approaching his his stop, I'm I'm a praying, Lord, please let him be home. Hallelujah. Lord, make them late where I can get by and get gone before he shows up. I mean, you know, that's bad in big in my kid, but I mean, this, this guy. And uh, I begin to realize and think about those that are locked up, young adults in prisons right now. And there's a lot of young people locked up in prison are there because they fell through the cracks of the system. They became a fragment. You see, this guy's teacher, I I talked to his teacher one time, and I found out his teacher was feeling the same way about him as I feel. His teacher hated to see him in the classroom. Uh, The school, it's an elementary school. The principal come up with a program and uh, the name of the school is Cumberland Elementary, and their, uh, their mascot, they call them Cumberland Bears. And she come up with a little thing that she calls Bear Bucks. And through some donations and stuff, there's items and stuff that kids in the school can um, uh, take those Bear Bucks and purchase some things and get them. And they did that to try to help um, the uh, uh, the situation in the class because some of them was have, having just as much trouble in the classrooms as what we're having on the buses. And uh, they've tried everything else and they try trying that. And then they wound up giving uh, uh, the driver some and says, see if y'all can help, help, help this and everything. And um, this year, this young man, uh, for the first time, has done something that he's never done and that's show me some respect you know and 
speak to me sometimes. And here we are, this father in the year, he's not been involved in one fight. So I took two $5 bear books, and uh, uh, I don't know, a few days ago, as the kids was getting off the bus on that morning, I was standing there at my seat, and I pointed to him. I says, uh, I said, he Darius, I says, take a seat right over there, please. He looks kind of funny because he has heard me say that before. <laughs> and I could see the look on his face as, uh-oh, we're making another trip to the office. And I spoke up, I says, no, I says, you're not in trouble, just, just sit down. And uh, when everybody else got off the bus, off the bus I, I pulled out a couple of those, and they were $5, and they could get quite a few little, little items there for that. I said, Darius, I said, you are the best improved behavior on my bus. And I said, I'm proud of you, son. I'm going to give these to you. Man, this big old grin came on his face. See, he's, he's, he's got a mama and a daddy who don't care a lick for him. From the time he gets home to the time he gets back to school, he's not in the midst of anything but just violence. He's part of the kids. And Metro now has got a lot of kids that the only meals they eat is what they get at school. He's one of them. The Lord spoke to me, let me know. When I showed Edarius some kindness and I told him I was proud of him, I picked up a fragment. And if I could continue that, maybe, just maybe, he won't become one of those kids through the cracks. Maybe he won't grow up when he gets 16 or 17 years old and out here robbing somebody. You hear what I'm saying? It, 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 it's easy to, uh, to get involved in, in our emotions. And we, we think, well, I don't want to fool with that one. I don't want to fool with this one. I'm going to tell you what. We got a prison system now full of people that are there because they went up and grew up their whole life. Nobody wanting to fool with them. Hallelujah. And the church ought to be different. The church should be different. What has happened to the fragments? The broken pieces. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 19. Listen what this says. A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. And their contentions are like the bars of a castle. I have to pray, Lord, help me. Help me to be better about thinking before I speak. Hallelujah. You know what is, you've heard the old saying goes, God gave, gave us two ears and one tongue. That means he wants us to listen twice as much as we talk. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Wounded by friends. Now, the last part of this message it lets us know why some people can't seem to take time for the fragments. 
And there's no easy way to say this, but just come out and say what it is. It's self-righteous pride. There's a lot of people, fragments of the church, have become broken pieces simply because of self-righteous pride that they've been in touched by in the church. Many times, and just give me just a few more minutes, about, about, about five or seven more minutes so I'll be finished. Many times fragments are not gathered because of a prideful spirit. Sometimes you were hurt by... by uh, mm, hallelujah. Oh, my Lord. Listen. Sometimes you may have been hurt by one of those fragments laying on the ground, and your thoughts now are that the fragment is not worthy of your compassion or forgiveness. Why should I waste my time going over here picking up these fragments because that fragment laying right over there intentionally hurt me. They're not worthy of my forgiveness. They're not worthy of my efforts to try to bend over and pick them up. Bless the quietness. Hallelujah. I wonder, I wonder if any time in my past where I've had to approach the mercy seat. And believe me, there's been many times since that night that I knelt down and first repented of my sins and come to the Lord. There's been many times that I've had to go back and approach the mercy seat and fall on my knees and bury my face and say, God, Lord, I messed up. I beg your forgiveness. I've done something I shouldn't have done. I said something I shouldn't have said. I promised you when I repented of my sins and was baptized, I was going to follow you. God, I didn't follow your spirit that time. I listened to my spirit. I listened to my flesh. I didn't listen to you. If there was only one time, just one time, that the master would look up from the mercy seat and tell me, you're not worthy of my forgiveness. I forgave you in the beginning. I led you into the truth. You forget, boy, you was raised in a church and taught where people didn't, didn't know who I was. I opened up a revelation to you about my name. There were people in the church where you, where you come from that's been still there all these years, and they still where you used to be, and they don't know my name. And now you mess up and you follow your, your, your lousy carnality and your fleshly desires. You're, you're a broken piece. 
that's not worthy of my time any longer. Oh, aren't we glad that the God we serve is not like that? Aren't we thankful that there'll never be a time, Brother Travis, that I fall on my face before his mercy seat? There never will be a time that if I humble myself, it don't matter what I've been into or what I do, if I humble myself, Jesus promised, he said, they that come to me, I would in no wise cast out. Why? Why can't we take that same attitude and share it to our brothers and our sisters that's become fragmented? I, I, I'm not looking to get people out of church that's going to somewhere else and being used somewhere else. I mean, that's, that's, that's not my thing. But folks, what I'm saying is, there's a, there's a lot of fragments out there. There's a lot of broken pieces that used to experience the joy of the Lord, that used to worship amongst the Father's house, but they're not out. It don't matter how they got out there, how they become a fragment, how they become broken, don't matter. Hallelujah. But we know that Jesus is concerned for those fragments. He's concerned for those broken pieces. Brother Dowell, I want you to get to the guitar. I want you to start singing a song. Now, most of us here today, amen, we're in the church, we're working, hallelujah. But I think some of us, some of us needs to tell the Lord, Lord, forgive me for not being concerned for the fragments. Forgive me for walking off and leaving some broken pieces laying on the ground. Lord, help me anytime I'm on my journey, anytime I'm a traveling, and I look down and I see a broken piece. Don't let me sidestep it, step around it. Don't let me ignore it. But if there's any chance, if there's any chance that I can spend a little time where it's through a prayer, saying of a kind word of encouragement, saying, hey, we missed you, man, or, man, we missed you, uh, uh, guy in church, you know, why, why don't, won't, won't you come and visit us sometime? We, we miss you. Hallelujah. Let's get concerned for the fragments. 